0: Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hern. Hello there. It is late March and we are officially done with the winter season. The Boys State Tournament wrapping up yesterday. We'll talk about that in just a second, but I'm always sad to see winter go, to be honest with you. Not winter itself, but with the weird weather that we've had in Ohio, it doesn't really matter anyways. Because uh, I love basketball season, and it's different in that you can just pretty much go from one thing to another and just continue to continue on. And uh, last week we had the uh, girls' state finals for uh, basketball. New Knoxville finishes the runner-up, and they're lost to uh, Waterford. We're not able to uh, finish off the uh, double-double of getting volleyball and uh, basketball and becoming the eighth team in state history to do that. But uh, a handful of teams lost in the regionals this past week. And between the time that you've last heard this show, Lima Senior fell into the regional finals to a team that ultimately ended up losing the state semifinals. And he uh, had a potential that it was going to be two Cleveland teams in the state finals in Division One. That's not what happened. But uh, Lima Senior's big news, they're going to move to the Toledo City League. St. Mary's got knocked out by Gilmore Academy. They ended up falling as well in uh, Division Two uh, to eventual champion St. Vincent St. Mary, who picked up their 10th all-time title. But a big congratulations to uh, Rough Rider Junior Austin Parks. He got his 1,000th point. Salina's bowling team had Ashton Huber, named uh, second-team All-State, with a 10th-place finish at the uh, D1 last weekend, Bowl a 585 series. High school wrestling finished up last weekend as well. Tate Heisey from uh, St. Mary's in the 106-pound category, finished fifth, as did his brother Tyler, a uh, senior, with the uh, fifth-place finish in 113 pounds. Tyler's going to wrestle at Lord's University next year. He and his brother Trevor, who finished seventh in the 120-pound category for the Rough Riders, combined with their freshman teammate and brother to go 150-9. and It's pretty good. Cade Wireman from Allen East, finished third in Division Three in the 150-pound category. Eli Kriblis, 285, and the heavyweights, the big guys, from Allen East in the uh, fourth-place finish. Gavin Caprella and Connor Douglas from uh, LCC and Elida respectively, 120 and 150, each finished fifth. Caprella is going to wrestle for the United States Air Force. That'll make my dude Devin even more proud of him. And Connor Douglas is going to pole vault at Finley, and a big congratulations to both of those young men. Kaden Basil, 175 pounds, Finished fourth for Bluffton and Owen Pummel, which I think is an amazing wrestling name. From Indian Lake, finished eighth in the 190-pound weight class. In all, nine medals from 20 local wrestlers who qualified for state last week. And a big congratulations to all of uh, those individuals for uh, getting to that point. For this past weekend, or even just uh, less than a handful of hours ago, the uh, state tournament in uh, boys basketball finished up in Divisions one, two, three, and 4. Friday afternoon was a very spirited ball game between Ottawa Glendorf ranked number two in the state and number four Afrocentric. The uh, Titans end up coming out 53-48 winners. There is uh, a lot of talk about it on social media, especially on Twitter, about the uh, the dunks, uh, the uh, technical foul on Daylon Swain, who's got a just amazingly bright future for Avrocentric and in college. But Ottawa Glendorf comes away with a win. They get to uh uh twenty-six and two and then uh Taft beat the uh, Lou, the defending champs. Beat them fifty-six forty-three, set up a uh ten forty five AM game between Taft and Ottawa Glendorf. Uh Titans actually bow out at twenty five and three. They lose forty eight forty-five, had a couple of shots at the end, just would not fall. Uh, OG ends up 7 of 29 from 3 in the two games at UD Arena. A team that shoots 35% finishes the third highest single-season three-point shooting team in uh, county history behind two of their own teams. But Taft ends up winning. They've got a a terrific duo in uh, uh, Ravon Griffith, who was just uh, flat-out phenomenal. He is the uh, number one-rated player in the uh, junior class of 23, and for good reason. Ohio State, UCLA, Cincinnati, Bama among his offers. And Makai Elbor, who was a uh, transfer from Thurgood Marshall, made an all-state appearance last year despite only playing about eight games with the transfer rules. Talked about St. Vincent, St. Mary. They finished off Gilmore Academy 63-35. It wasn't even that close to uh, wrap up the uh, D2 title and the 10th time that they have won that state championship. Division 4 went to Richmond. If you've never seen Coach Carter, you, you don't really get it. Rich what? Rich Mund. The Heights. Defeated Tri-Village 50-29. It was a game that I think it was like 17-10 to at the half. But Richmond Heights put it on Tri-Village in the uh, second half and came away with a win. And uh, what a lot of people think is a shock. I don't know how that's really viewed. Pick Central finished off a 26-2 and campaign, their first state title in 10 years. They ended Centerville's 45-game winning streak. And a, a team that is just littered with uh, talent. Tom House is headed to Florida State University. And you've got uh, Mr. Cups, the uh, Ohio Basketball Player of the Year in Ohio. Uh, you can't really get much better than that duo. But it was Pick Central, who if you overlay the end of the OG game, it's sort of lined up for a little bit. Uh, Centerville Falls and their year at 29-1. Uh, just a flat-out phenomenal performance by uh, the uh, guys from uh, Pick Central. They were not going to be denied, and they came away with the uh, title. I'm excited because, speaking of titles, we're going to talk about national championships. Here in uh, just a few minutes, I was able to get the head coach of the Women's Hoops program at Owens Community College, the NJCAA Division Three National Champions, and uh, Stephen Perry, will join me here in just a few, and we'll talk all about the Owens Express and about having a national champion in our backyard and some local flavor about that as well when we come back here in just a few on Around the Hearn. And by the way, thank you so much for listening and supporting this show with I can't say enough good things about our sponsors and also to you as well. It's truck season at Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service. I'm with Billy Knoll. Who's driving? What are we in, Billy? We are in a 2020 Chevrolet Silverado Trail Boss LT 4x4. I don't think I've been in a more comfortable truck. So what makes this Trail Boss stand above the rest? So we have a nice heated leather seat. It has a 6.2 liter V8. It gets you 420 horsepower, 460 foot pound of torque. It's just a really, really nice truck for pull. Your trailer, your boat, whatever it might be.
1: And the cabin, as you mentioned, is just very comfortable. Very roomy inside. The bed itself is a
0: Durabed, so that means it's got extra metal. Even though we've gone to aluminum on some of the outside panels, the inside of the bed is a Durabed, very durable. We're out in the country. Punch it. I want to hear what this thing sounds like and feels like. Get the truck of your dreams or any vehicle at Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service, 650 West Irvin Road. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL or online at leekinsel.com. Looking in the world of college basketball and for success, you don't have to go very far than here in Northwest Ohio in the national champions in the Owens Express and head coach Stephen Perry. Congratulations on the national championship.
1: Thank you very much. We we appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's been uh, a whirlwind and it's been a great year. So You
0: got to go to Rochester.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess we were hoping we could get somewhere a little bit warmer, but, you know, I guess there's no better place to be in the uh, – in early March in Rochester,
0: Minnesota. Well, I mean, you know, Toledo's nice this time of year here.
1: Yeah, well, I heard when we, on our way back, you guys actually got a little bit more snow on, on Sunday morning than, than we got out there, but it was definitely cold.
0: And then it was 60 the next day. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, because Mother Nature just, she's just on one right now.
1: <laughs> That's uh, right.
0: Kind of crazy. I mean, in your four years, you've had a little bit of everything. Uh, season canceled with COVID, and there's no championship. There's, kind of the oddity, I mean, you get the the rematch this year, the 19 title game, and, I mean, in a four-year spin, you've seen pretty much everything.
1: Oh, most definitely, yeah. I mean, the first year um, that I took over, we uh, moved to um, NJCA Division 3, so, um, you know, it would take the first year, we ended up going to the National Championship game um, and had six players um, at that time and, and made a nice little run, and then, like you said, we had Um, You know, this past year, uh, we had COVID, so we were on pause, so we didn't have a team. And then here we come back this year um, and and win it. So it's been uh, uh, a whole gamut of of emotions and things that we've seen and done. It's just been, it's been really, really crazy.
0: Well, and I know you've had uh, the privilege of coaching a handful of girls who have finished on the All-American list, and you've really been able to I don't want to say build, but continue to build upon the success that this program has had before you.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, you know, I, you know, uh, was the associate coach with uh, Coach Michael Giannis before, and um, yeah, we had um, a great run, and um, when he moved on to Wheeling University, we kind of had, you know, a saying that, hey, we got a new era, but we're going to have the same expectations, and even going um, Division Three, we weren't going to uh, do anything different. We are going to recruit the same type of kids, we we're going to play the same type of schedule, we we're going to do everything, um, you know, as it were, and just try to, uh, to build on it. So, um, I think so far we've, we've, we've done a pretty good job with it.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, but you only get girls for a two-year span, right? As opposed to four?
1: That is correct. Yep. So we get two.
0: and And that's got to be something that I don't want to say alarming, but at the end of every year you have to constantly think okay, I'm going to change over how much of my roster for next year? <laughs> Absolutely.
1: And it's so funny when when um, we go to, like, these big recruiting events and some of the, you know, the four-year institutions are like, you know, I have no idea how you do that because you just keep turning over your roster every two years. And, you know, I guess we just don't know any different. And I'm, I'm talking to them saying, I don't really know how you can watch eighth graders and freshmen in high school and, and you know, trying to, you know, uh, project where they're going to be, you know, so I guess we all kind of have the same uh, uh, same issues, but yeah, I mean, especially with this group because of, of us being in pause for, for the year with COVID, you know, we have 11 people on our roster where we have 10 freshmen and one uh, sophomore who's actually going to use her COVID year to come back. So it's like our recruiting is going to be kind of a little imbalanced because one year we're recruiting this, four or five kids to bring on your roster, and the next year you have to do 10 or 11. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge.
0: Well, and I was thinking, first of all, that those guys are probably out there uh, figuring out fourth-grade classes too, but <laughs> it's college probably. basketball right now as a whole, I think. <laughs> it, it's it's cool. I, I was reading your bio, and uh, you're pretty much a Toledo-made guy in that graduated from uh, St. John's, ended up coaching at St. Ursula for a long time. How did you make that transition from uh, going from being a high school coach for so many years freshman in JV and uh, hanging out at St. Ursula to kind of transitioning over to being an assistant in college?
1: Well, It, it, it was kind of funny because uh, Coach Giannis was actually recruiting um, one of the players that we had at St. Ursula. He was recruiting uh, Joan Anderson and um, she signed to go there and then I saw that the, the Owens was, they were looking for an assistant coach. And, you know, I had some dealings with Mike while he was uh, recruiting Joan. And, uh, he, you know, I said, I might be interested in goes, Well, put your, you know, put your application in. So, um, you know, I, I did that and probably about a month later um, got the position, but yeah, it, it kind of happened because he was actually recruiting uh, one of our players. out so. of
0: Oh, sure. 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 I see how it goes. That's what you're one of those package guys.
1: <laughs> like, Absolutely. sure
0: she could come play for you I joke but again no that happens uh, I love your program because I've seen so many of these girls in high school uh, Deja and Brooklyn both last year when they played at Bath and at Delta I got to see them play Ottawa glandorf quite a bit and watch their games grow over the last couple of years I think Deja especially has really blossomed as a score in your offense
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, when I was talking to, um, you know, Coach Marco out at the uh, Lima Bath, he, you know, the season that she had last year, um, you know, they had a lot of um, COVID cancellations and had, you know, a lot of stuff going on where, you know, her season was kind of, you know, really, really up and down. And, um, you know, he says she's got a lot of talent and, you know, could be the steal of the century for you guys because there's not too many people um that knew about her you know she didn't really play a lot of the uh the major aau circuits so there wasn't a lot of people that you know got to see her and you know coach mock just you know praised her and you know said you know i'm telling you if you give her a chance you know she could be somebody really special in your program and um and it turned out to be i mean she she bought in um very very hard worker um you know and i think what we do um you know, the style of play we that we do, it, it definitely fits her game. And she's really, really awesome. And the scary thing is, you know, I don't think she's even close to reaching her ceiling yet. So I'm excited to see because we weren't able to do anything in the in the off season because of COVID. Um, so the first time we got to have everybody together was the first day of class. So when we can have a full offseason, um, you know, to work, do a lot more individual stuff, you know, I think she's really going to, turn it on and even be better than she was this year.
0: Well, I think one of my other favorite players in your program is Mallory Schrader from Macomb because I love her brother Tanner, who was an all-state everything at Macomb. And all I can figure is she's got to be tough because I can only imagine what those driveway games are like.
1: Oh, most definitely. And I'll tell you what, when uh, we were struggling in the national championship game, uh, she came in off the bench and you want to talk about a spark. I mean, she hit a couple threes and, we were just struggling defensively. I mean, she got a couple steals, and she single handedly kind of turned that game around for us. And you know, everybody was just you know going crazy and and you know kind of following her lead. But yeah, Mallory just came in and and I mean, definitely turned that game around. And probably was the biggest factor in us uh, getting that national championship.
0: Well, and that had to be. I was reading the box score, and I was talking to my wife about this about it had to be the most nerve-wracking thing for you, especially because before you get that big fourth quarter where you put up 23 points, there's nine ties, nine different lead changes. And it was, okay, what is that one thing that I need to do right here to get us over this hump?
1: Absolutely. It, it turned, you know, we, I mean, when I was looking at it and, and trying to get the feel for the game and almost felt like, well, whoever's going to have the basketball last, might, you know, might end up winning this game. And, you know, we were just looking for anything, whether it was going to be a defensive spark or somebody hit a big three or, you know, something. So, you know, we were kind of pushing as many buttons as we can. We were, you know, kind of mixing up lineups and, and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, all of a sudden when, when Mallory went in the game, I mean, it instantly changed all the momentum. Um, I mean, it, it was it was incredible to watch.
0: You have just one loss going through November you go through and you've got that five game winning streak going into the month of December, the oddity of you only get to play four games because of just kind of the way the schedule lays itself out in December. When you go into the Bryant and Stratton game to kick off January, do you have a good uh, idea that this team is going to be very good?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think so. I mean, we, you know, we kind to of challenge ourselves with the, um, you know, with their schedule. And like I said, we had, some games that were supposed to be played in December that, um, because of, um, some COVID stuff that happened with our opponents, those games got pushed off to the end. So, like you said, we had this long stretch of not playing. And then at the end of the season, I mean, we had the stretch where I think we, we played like six games in 11 days or something, to, you know, to, to end the season. So we had so many reschedules that happened at the end. Um, but yeah, we had a nice long break in there, and when we came out, you know, coming out the first game after that break on the road against Brian Stratton, uh, played a little sluggish to start, but the way we finished, and I'm like, you know what, we got something really special here, um, and you know, I think we can, I think we can make some noise if we can get into the tournament. Um, but yeah, that that was kind of a that was a good turning point for us.
0: It's almost a bipolar thing uh, in the middle of the season in February. Edison uh, had your guys' number that they beat you the first time by six, and then just nothing seemed to go in the second time around, but between that, you beat Hawking College at home, and then you go to Lorraine, and uh, 106 points. You had to be looking <laughs> up at the scoreboard just thinking, you know, where the heck was this at a week ago?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, in the, you know, the first time we played um, in our place, we blew a 17-point lead at halftime, so you know, we were up we were up big at half, and then came out the second half and we were just really, really sluggish. And um, after that game, we kind of decided we weren't going to go in the locker room anymore at halftime. So for about 10 games after that, we stayed down on the bench um, at halftime and everybody couldn't figure out what we were doing. But it was like, every time (laughs) we go in the locker room, we just kind of came out a different team. And, you know, we, you know, when you look at our schedule and um, you know, the regular season, we only played two games that were against, um, division three opponents. So everything else were, were division two. Um, so like I said, we challenged ourselves and we, you know, we knew it was going to be a battle. We're like, Hey, if we, if we want to be a team to beat March, um, you know, we got to get ready because the teams are going to play in the the tournament. are going to be like the one that we're playing in our conference. So, um, you know, we were kind of using that as our motivation
0: the uh the game you put up 106 points and I go back to this because I wrote down some things that blew my mind from that game when you looked back at it afterwards when you went through scout for the next game was it more noticeable to you that you took 90 shots as a team or you gave up 62 <laughs> well,
1: well, yeah well the taking the 90 shots because when we got the the uh, score sheet after the game um that was the first thing you know before uh, Coach Bray and I went into the locker room like, "Wow, we, we took a ninety shots. I mean, that's a lot of um, that's a lot of shots." Um, and you know, we wanted to make sure that we, they weren't all fast breaks, and and you know that we were doing stuff within our offense. And um, you know, the scary thing is, I think if we would have really kind of turned everything loose, we probably would have took a little bit more, uh, <laughs> a little bit more shots than that. But I mean, that that's a lot of that's a lot of shots.
0: Coaches talk a lot about uh, get-right games and kind of uh, mentally focusing games. When you lost the Bryant and Stratton game at the end, your last loss before the last two regular season games before the three tournament games, did it stick with you to where you know it was pretty much you know, hey girls, if we don't get right from here, we're not going to be able to hang around long in the tournament.
1: Oh, absolutely, and you know the the biggest takeaway we had in that Bryant and Stratton game um, was we didn't start out very well i mean we we were behind from you know from a jump ball on um you know we tried to turn it into a positive of hey we fought back i mean we were down 15 16 17 points and 20 and, at the half yeah and fought all the way back and you know had we actually had the last shot it was a you know a heat from half court but i mean we actually had you know the last shot we could have you know tied it or won it um but you know for us it was like you know what games like this that's going to be a team who was a lot like Costco's, you know that's going to be a team that we just can't get behind we have to come out ready to go and you know the most concerning thing that for us to happen at home you know i can see you know coming out a little sluggish on the road but to have that happen at owens um that was a little bit of you know a little alarming but you know we took it said, to, hey we can't have this happen again you know after tomorrow or after that game, there is no, um, Hey, well, you know, we'll get them next time because now you're at the point where you lose and you're done. So, um, you know, I think, the, I think our team really kind of took that to heart and, and realized we needed to start a little bit faster and you know, be a little mentally ready, right, right from the jump ball.
0: What I know, I remember seeing it on Twitter that that was a game where Deja had six, three, she scored 30 points. And it, it seemed like if ever there was a, sort of coming of age game where she had been increasing, increasing, increasing the shots that she was making. And it just seemed like they were falling a little easier that it was that game.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, the thing about Deja is, you know, um, after the game, you know, we always kind of highlight some of the, you know, the stats of people that did really well. And, and, um, you know, we say, Hey, Deja, you end up with 30 and the first says, yeah, but we lost.
0: So, that's you the know, bath that's, mentality I, right there. Exactly that is, Co- I mean, that is Coach exactly Malk right. to a T. Yeah, you guys had 105 <laughs> points. Yeah, but we lost. Okay.
1: <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. I mean, and that was definitely <laughs> was her, you know, um, coming of age, coming out party. So, she you know, when we got her right and she was knew what she could do um, offensively, you know, like, you know what? If she could just keep that kind of. Um, Mentality and 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 that kind of focus. she she could do some damage in this tournament, and you know she had a couple tournament games um, that that she played really really well. But yeah, that definitely was a coming out party for her.
0: For the most part, as far as your recruiting goes, it's a lot of Northwest Ohio girls: Lima, Delta, Bowling Green, Macomb, Toledo, uh, in that area. But you're able to branch out a little bit, getting down into Pickerington, Reynoldsburg, Cincinnati. How do you approach those girls and say, hey? you know, look at what we've done, come up here instead of, you know, maybe hanging around somewhere near home.
1: Yep. And, and, and that's exactly right. So, you know, no, Toledo, Northwest Ohio, this area definitely is our, is our number one, um, you know, recruiting area. And then, you know, then all of Ohio, I guess we would say second, but when we, you know, we look at some of these kids that are down in the, you know, the Columbus area or the Cincinnati area, you know, w- a lot of those we recruited during their AAU season and we're like, you know, you come up to Owens, you know, you're going to have a chance to, you know, compete for a conference title. You're going to have a chance to compete for a national title. You're going to, you know, you're going to be playing a, a, a tough schedule. Um, you're going to get the looks that you need. I mean, cause you know, some of these kids were just, were just players that weren't getting, you know, the, the big time looks. I mean, you got, you know, a kid from Reynoldsburg you know, who was her backup point guard and, you know, who varsity just won, you know, the state championship this year with all those division one players. I mean, there's not enough basketball to go around. So here's a kid that just got, you know, um, overlooked and wanted to prove something. So, you know, here she goes, what does she do? She hit a game winning three in the, uh, in the national semifinals. So, I mean, you know, these kids were hungry and they bought into um, what we were telling them. It's like, you know, you're going to have a chance of, of doing something special, doing something big. And, um, you know, they they were happy. And then, that, you know, I one of the things I said after our game was every single one of you on your recruiting visits, we talked about how we had a shot. They thought we could win it. You guys all bought in, and here we are, National Champs.
0: What I remember, again, it's cool for me to sort of see how this works and the metamorphosis of the continuation of this program because – I remember, for instance, when Essence Cowan, who I saw yep. play a lot at Lima Senior, and I, I did the game where she got her thousandth point. You know, everybody knew about Rion, and, and Rion was going to BG, and she's now uh, playing in the South, yep, uh, uh, Mississippi State. And yep. uh, you know, it, it was such a neat thing where people didn't realize how big of a get that was. And I, I always felt like maybe the knock on her was that uh, everybody looks and goes, well, on paper she's five six but you guys saw something and were able to, to pull something else out of her.
1: Absolutely. I mean, and that's, that's kind of our, you know, our whole recruiting philosophy is we're trying to find these kids that, you know, A, were kind of overlooked on their own team. Like you said, I mean, you know, every every article, you know, or every news or whatever was all, you know, written for, for on, But, heck, you know, they don't, not too many people other than you remember that, she scored a thousand points as well. So, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, some of these kids just like I said just get just under recruited or, you know, we always say we just have a whole bunch of they have a whole bunch of tweeners on our on our team, you know, they're kind of in between a point guard and a shooting guard and in between a forward and a center, you know, so they don't necessarily fit the prototypical, hey, you know, my point guard needs to be, you know, five seven and has to shoot this percentage and has to do this and this and all my post players have to be six foot. Well, you know, we're taking them and saying, you know what, we're just going to develop you and we're going to make you the best player. And then we're going to, you know, these other people are going to have to guard you. So they're like, well, you know, Essence is too small. So I'm like, well, that's fine. But you put somebody bigger under, and I'm going to have Essence run through screens and dribble around you, you know? So, you know, we're always looking at it from the opposite side of, Hey, you have to match up with, with my kid too. You know, this thing goes both ways.
0: Well, trust me, if you knew me a little better, you'd, you would be tired of the amount of times you'd say, no one but you would know that. <laughs> it, is, it is a ridiculous thing. Uh, how'd you come up with that? I don't know, hours of research. <laughs> it's just That's just the kind of nerd that I am. I, uh, I, I've enjoyed this. I, I love being able to get to talk about your program and uh, everything you did during the run to the national championship. I... I hope it continues, and I hope uh, you're able to make another big long run next year.
1: I appreciate. It. I you know thank you so much for your time, and uh, I was happy to, to talk about our program. I think we got we got a really good thing going.
0: That's the head coach of the Division Three national champions and the Owens Express, in it's Stephen Perry back here in just a few with some more. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to My Place, 128 North Broadway, for deep-fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062 and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much to uh, my place for being a sponsor of this show. I was in town a couple of days ago, had it, get the uh, chicken and the mozzarella sticks, and thank me later. But I uh, couldn't say good enough things about Doug. And uh, stop up there on Broadway if you're in Spencerville and get yourself some grub. Uh, big thanks to uh, Stephen Perry as well for joining the show, talking all about the Express in the uh, National Championship. Coming back to Northwest Ohio, so much talent that I don't even think people realize. And it's not just the athletes that uh, I feel lucky to have gotten to know their families. Over the last handful of years, I said on Twitter earlier that one of the hardest things for me is seeing kids lose in the tournament. That You, know, you, you see the regular season games, you cover them all year long, and there's not really a thought about it. Because you know, hey, there's another game in a couple of days. But when the tournament comes, seniors lose, and uh, it was kind of especially with the five seniors from Ottawa Glendorf, watching them on the floor, they end up going at 91 and 13 in their four year career, just come up a little bit short. That uh, I, I felt that same way, and it's spring season now. We've got the uh, Division uh, One, Two, Three, and Four District Eight All Star games on Z Sports live the next couple of nights at the Elida Fieldhouse, those are always a blast. Uh, just to see those kids get to play one final time in uh, somewhat competitive fashion, we'll say. It is always a really neat thing, but I hope you tune into that. Uh, I know it'll be on Facebook Live, on Z Sports Live's Facebook, and that's what I've got for this week. Uh, I look forward to getting some coaches on, talking about the spring season, and hopefully some other things that are going on as well, but that's where we go. In Ohio, we transition from one to the other. Check out your local media, Uh, please, uh, TV, newspaper, radio. I I don't care what it is. There there are so many good, hardworking people, and I saw a lot of them this weekend. And I just kind of wanted to say thank you. I I can't spend time on everybody, but just know that there are uh, massively talented people working behind the scenes to uh, make these things easy for you to consume. I hope you enjoy this show as well. Have a great night and an even better tomorrow. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael PBP for more great area content.